Hello, this is Lisa Peter coming to you today from The Ill, the Edmund Elder Library. And I'm continuing my book reading on the book on prayer by Ken Gurley. And um, yesterday we got through page, I don't think through the whole page of 56. Anyway, I think we went through 55, maybe a little bit of 56. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start at the beginning of 56. Um, and that way, if I did some yesterday, it just kind of overlap. But if I didn't do it, at least I'll be about right, about right place. Uh, the trysting place brings God's glory. Those who find the trysting place find God's glory. When Moses went and communed with God in the trysting place, the same glory of the tabernacle spilled over into the trysting place. Those who take the time to seek and find God invite him and all he is into their lives. His glory is seen in the trysting place. Preacher, I'm clumsy with this. Romance has never been my strong suit. What do I do with this? You really don't have to do anything. Just determine to be there. He loves you very much. Start the conversation with thankfulness. If you run short of words, take God's word and recite it back to him. God likes when you, when you remind him of his promises. Read Psalms 84 and talk about how much it means to you to be in his presence. Then wait. Just wait in his presence. In Exodus 33, when Moses left the trysting place, his protege, Joshua, stayed behind. Moses probably looked at the young man, nodded his head. Is it any wonder Joshua was chosen to succeed Moses? Joshua pursued God. He didn't possess the talents or gifts of Moses, yet he too had a heart for God. The Bible says Joshua did not leave the trysting place, meaning he continued in prayer. Stop and consider this. Moses is a picture of the law. Joshua, Yeshua, is a picture of grace. Law will eventually leave the tent of intimacy. Grace remains there. Grace is still found in the trysting place. Seek the trysting place. The Bible has at least two people named Noadiah. The first was a Levite who guarded the temple vessels. The second person named Noadiah was a young prophetess. Curiously enough, a man and a woman bore the same name. Noadiah means a trist of Jehovah. It seems then that men and women are both invited to seek God. Perhaps each of us should adopt the name Joadiah and say, I will seek God and form a relationship with him. God seeks a relationship with you. In the upper room, Jesus said to his disciples, with desire, I have desired to share this meal with you. Luke twenty two fifteen, the King James Version. Jesus transformed the upper room into a trysting place, a, pa a place of intimacy and communion with him. John leaned upon the Lord's chest. Judas escaped into the darkness. When God invites us into his loving presence, where we should lean and not leave, come to the trysting place. And I just want to throw in here with my little ad lib that I sometimes do, that my husband, Timothy Mark Peter, when we were we were youth leaders, youth pastors and uh, at Apostolic Faith Tabernacle in Hutchison, Kansas, uh, he did, he preached a sermon called, With Desire, The Desire to Desire. With Desire, I Have Desired. Just that same verse that Brother Gurley just referenced. Prayer focus. This trysting place idea is what moved me deeply many years ago. It was probably the beginning of a change in my life. My alone time with God was no longer compulsory, but became optional. It was not a drudgery, but a delight. 
The shift for me was that I no longer approached Jesus as a meeting in court with my judge, but I approached my time with him as a rendezvous with the heavenly lover. I think it was A.W. Tozer who said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. My view of God rendered me powerless and prayerless. Cinnamons, those. Maybe this is your turning point, too. If you elevate your perspective of God, your prayer life will change. Care to try it? The lover of your soul awaits. Shalah. And if you remember, I'm not going to probably, I hope I don't say this every single time, but Shalah is a Hebrew word that uh, Brother Ken Gurley, when he was praying and asking God if he was to change his name to another, uh, to a different name, just like he did Abram to Abraham and many others in the Bible, he felt in his spirit over 40 years ago that God had changed his name to Shalah. And in his book, you buy his book and read it, it tells you what that means. Reflections and questions. Number one, I mentioned my and my wife's grandmothers at the opening of this book. So see, you have to listen to all of this to understand what this is. Both of them had remarkable prayer lives and were mighty in prayer. I sensed they had a different view of prayer than what is prevalent today. Is there any shift that you have witnessed in how we view prayer today versus yesterday? If so, then in what way? Get out your pen and paper and fill out these questions. Number two, what was the significance that Moses pitched this tent outside of the camp? And what was the significance that Joshua lingered outside the tent? How might these answers affect the way you view prayer? Number three, read Exodus 32 and Exodus 33. How did prayer change the equation? Number four, God wants more than lip service. How does this sentence affect you? Number five, what immediate steps can you take to push away from the drudgery and draw closer to God? Okay, well, that concludes today's devotional because it goes on to week one, day five. And as you know, I don't always get through a whole segment each day, but that was through page 58. So today I did page 56 through 58, I believe. Yeah. So it was only a couple pages, but each one of the each day I'm going to try to do a little bit of this. Um, not sure about every Saturday, and for sure not Sunday, but um, Monday through Friday for sure, and maybe even Saturdays. I'm going to do my podcast, Edwina Elder Library, The Ill, E E L. Um, I have done several books in the past. I've done a couple about um, losing weight. Um, Victoria, one was called Victorious Loser. And uh, one was called Getting Rid of the Body Clutter. Um, um, and I'd done one about, hmm, I'd done one by sister, um, oh, by by women who are called, oh, for women who are called by women who are, who are called and answered by Sister Kim Haney. So I've done several books before. And then the one, Prayer, 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 The Supreme Need of the Hour by Andrew D. Ershon. Is a great book. And now I'm doing one on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. These are great books, great resources. If you have access to get these books, by all means, get them. If you don't have access to them, like Prayer, 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 The Supreme Need of the Hour by Andrew D. Urshon is no longer in print. So the only way you can find that is perhaps at an old, in somebody's old library, in a state sale, maybe at a Goodwill or something somewhere, maybe on Amazon. I don't, I'm not sure where all you might be able to find it, but um, I did, I did do my podcast on that. So anyway, it's still out there. It's still where you can get access access to it. 
God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.